the best fried chicken in Texas. Rody's Country Fried Chicken. Texas born, Texas raised. A chicken joint with 35 years of service to our community. Thanks to our loyal customers and social media followers. Come try the best gizzards in Texas, the best tenders in Texas, and the best chicken in Texas. Call us at 830-773-9189. 830-773-9189. Don't forget, we have curbside service and delivery by DoorDash. Or find us on Facebook, Rodie's Chicken. R-O-D-E-E-S Chicken. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. The best fried chicken in Texas. Rodie's Country Fried Chicken. Undisputed is the name of the album by the band Blood Red Saints, which you guys have to check out. If you like 80s rock, 80s metal, 80s rock, rock and roll, this is for you, man. Just as it is for me. And by the way, uh, my name is James. Thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys for, for your continued support on our podcast, That Metal Interview. Thank you for sharing, downloading, subscribing, blah, blah, blah. You know what to do. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you. And so uh, will we speak to these great gentlemen, uh, three members of Blood Red Saints, uh, speak to us and accompany us on this uh, interview. Uh, we have Pete Godfrey, Lee Rivel, Rob Nair on the bass. So uh, we got a couple of Blood Red Saints with us. So anyways, and they actually interviewed me for a little bit there. So that was kind of, that, that was pretty cool, actually. Uh, I've never been interviewed like that, so cool. So anyways, before uh, we continue to the interview, let's spin a badass rock ballad slash rock song by, uh, by this awesome band, man, Blood Red Saints. Let's check out the song Breathe Again. We'll be right back. Say it loud, 
tremendous composition there by the great band from England, uh, Blood Red Saints. Check it out, man, one more time. Album entitled Undisputed is the name of the album, Blood Red Saints. Check it out, man. Frontiers Music. Uh, here's our interview with uh, Pete, Lee, and Rob. Enjoy. How are things over there with the pandemic? Uh, well, it's one of those. You've got, you've got Lee here, you've got Pete here, you've got Rob here. Um, it's pretty much probably what you see in the news. Same as over there. Slowly but surely getting back to normal, hopefully. Yeah, it's just a strange situation, huh? Been the weirdest year and a half ever, hasn't it? Uh, so congrats on your, your new album, Undisputed. 11 great tracks. Talk to us about this album, uh, the making of it, uh, who wrote the stuff, uh, how do you guys go about that, the writing process? Go on, Mike. Okay, um, well, thanks very much for that. Um, basically, it's like, a, I suppose most bands do the same thing, especially the last couple of years, um, because you've sort of kind of been stuck in. So, I start the process probably uh, with rough ideas, I send them over to Pete, Pete then worked some sort of magic on them. Suddenly they started getting bounced around. And then we just started to hit, probably January we started. We got about four or five songs in, started to like what we were hearing. So then we started to take it a bit more serious and start to finish the tracks then. And then we got to sort of 11, 12 tracks, weren't it? 13 probably we picked from. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much that's how it worked. So I bent some around to Pete. And then he sort of chucks them back, says change this, do this. And then we sort of work it to the end. So was this uh, in person, or was this a uh, uh, email? Uh, yeah, it's like via drop. The, the modern guy, I've got a studio here, and Pete's got one in his house, so... I don't, I don't know whether you... Did you have lockdowns in America where yeah. you weren't allowed out and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. well, we sort of had it pretty much pretty much for about 10 months, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And, and let's be honest, James, we did break lockdown a few times just to get together, you know, but um, <laughs> mainly, mainly it was done through Dropbox links and stuff like that, but yeah, we did sort of, we, we, in the UK we had bubbles, so we all pretended we were in the same bubble, it was that sort of scene a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do, huh? That's cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. All for rock and roll. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's try and keep it alive, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So would you say Undisputed is a continuation of uh, your last album, Pulse, or would you say uh, you guys took a different approach on this? Uh, to be honest with you, to be fair, we actually just wanted to write a really good melodic rock album. Nice. So it's kind of easier in a way because we weren't trying to change the world, whereas with Pulse, we, try we thought we were changing the world by being a little bit different than sort of from Speedway upwards. And then when we did it, we kind of thought, we think we've moved a mile and we've probably moved about a centimetre. So it was this time, it was going to be a melodic rock album and pretty much that was how it went, weren't it? We just kept the same line. Yeah, and Rob, Rob's the uh, the proper melodic rock fan in the band and uh, he kept banging on about us doing a melodic rock album again. So we sort of gave it, we did, to be honest, to, to be fair, James, the first song that we wrote was Heaven in the Headlights and we were like, yeah. Oh, it's uh, melodic rock again. Oh yeah. Me and Lee would better be shined down for the last eighteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, um, but nobody got it. You know, it was just one of them. Why have you changed? Why? Why are you not doing sort of like Bon Jovi stroke Death Leopard? Yeah. So Rob kept banging on about doing what we're fingers in the air good at, and um, yeah, we did the, pretty much the sequel to Speedway. I reckon it is. 
going back to the first album. Nice. I heard... Uh, seemed, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, it seemed to have worked. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge 80s uh, fanatic, a huge 80s rock fanatic, that is. And, and I yeah, heard Heaven... Yeah, the here as well. <laughs> yeah, so... Best era, wasn't it? Yeah. We were lucky we had Van Halen at our youth. <laughs> so did, did you guys uh, want to sound like that? Or, or is that Rob's idea? Or... Because it sounds badass to me. I'm an 80s fanatic, and it sounds... It's just where, it, it it's takes just where back. we're from, I think. It's like we people have always accused us of saying, like, oh, it sounds so 80s. It's like Pete always says, we are from the 80s. So, right. you know, all our influences are the same as the 80s. They're the same as Def Leppard. They're the yeah. same as Winger. So it's no real surprise that we end up sounding a little bit like that. It's not... It's just our, all our influences. That's where they're from. So I don't think it's something that we really go out of our way to do. It's just what we, we do. Just seem, just seem more comfortable with how it turned out because it seemed more natural to do it. That's probably the best way. It just seemed to come, each song seemed to take on its own sort of um, life and you sort of go, okay, that's sounding good, we'll just leave it. So we just let it roll instead of trying to change it too drastically. And, and the reception we've had is really good. So obviously, we, by not messing and trying to change it too much, it worked out okay. Mm. As a fanatic, as a rock fanatic, it takes me back to, to that time in life, you know, because uh, I'm also an 80s person. And to us fans, that's you guys did a great job. And, you know, congrats on that. That's awesome, awesome style you got there. It's in like a new... Thank you very much. Brilliant. It's like a new, well, yeah. new yeah. 80s kind on. of... That's where we're from anyway, James. Definitely. 80s rock fans. Definitely. So who chose... You keep the, saying that thing. If you keep saying nice things, I'm gonna have to come over and buy you a pint in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who chose the name uh, Blood Red Saints, and what's the meaning behind the the name? It's an awkward, it's an awkward one because we 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 came up with the name. We were bandying names around a lot, and it was a name that we just really liked. So we we decided to uh, create a backstory. We completely made it up about the Speedway um, team. Uh, people seem to take us very seriously about it though and uh, it sort of took on a life of its own and uh, it went a bit too far in some respects um, that was all it was it was a name that we all really liked we created a backstory about the Speedway Riders and the Brooklyn and the American side of it and uh, it just seemed to take off and we, uh, we found ourselves down a little bit of an alley really with it uh, eventually, we had to say we made it up. Yeah. We made it up, and we, we were that convincing. I'll let Pete tell this story, but just as, I mean, you've got time, haven't you? You've got a bit of time here, James. Of course, you? sure, of course. Yeah, so I'll let Pete tell you a little story of what happened when he got a phone call. So, do you do you have Speedway? I know I know there's a lot of uh, American Speedway riders, but they all seem to ride in Europe. But people like Greg Hancock and stuff like that. That do you, do you know Speedway? or is Speedway cars to you? Of course. Right, so in we, we brought the album out Speedway and we made this story up about it being a Speedway team from Brooklyn in the 1920s. It was completely made up. <clears throat> and after the album came out, about three or four weeks after the album came out, I got this phone call off a guy and he um, wrote for, for a magazine called Speedway Star. And um, that's sort of like, the main magazine for Speedway in Europe. This is sort of quite a big deal. And uh, he came on and he said, I've written quite a few books about Speedway riders from America. 
and I've tried to research the blood red saints. He said, but I'm not finding anything, <laughs> right? So I was like, mm, you're not going to do, mate. So he's like, why is that? So I'm like, because we made it all up, <laughs> right? It was just all fiction. It's mortified. Right? So he was horrified because he literally had put in all the groundwork. But we got a two-page spread in a Speedway magazine. <laughs> it's brilliant publicity. And then the next thing is, a few months after that, where, where we live in Manchester, we used to have this team called Bellevue Aces that was quite a big Speedway team in, in England. And um, they built a new stadium. And I got a phone call off the guys there asking me to go and be the sound guy for, <laughs> for, the, for the Speedway track, which was the National Speedway team. And sp sorry, National Speedway Stadium. I didn't have a clue, but it was all because yeah, it was, was it was all because we called the band Blood Red Saints and said it was a speedway team. Wow! <laughs> oh wow! What a story! <laughs> yeah, that's so cool! Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> there you go. You're doing something new every well, we day. We tried to keep it secret yeah, for a while. We tried to keep it going as if it was real, but this in the damn internet, hey, damn internet. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> that's the most success we're more successful in speedway than we are in music <laughs> <laughs> so uh, take us back in time uh, us fanatics rock fanatics for people that don't know talk to us how all of you guys started in the music business what, what was the first professional uh, act if you will I was in a band back in the 80s called Sam Thunder and uh, I also played one-off uh, gig for Lee Aaron once at the Marquee in London and uh, then was in a band called AOK back in the 80s we did a few decent support gigs with Dare and Danger Danger and then didn't do anything for 20 years before we got I got back together with these guys we just decided to well everybody else was getting back together weren't they yeah Rob's only 35. <laughs> 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 I was 10 back in the 80s. In his mind, James. In right, his mind. Yeah, yeah I think it's safe We had moderate success back in the 80s, but nothing really, bizarrely, nothing like we've got now, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? All to go back 25 years, James, and release this album. Yeah. Yeah, well, but what did you, did you do? So, uh, probably the first thing I did would have been uh, Gary Hughes. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, I've done, uh, we'd, I started off doing a few tours in Norway and then did uh, Hamburg, Holland, and then ended up doing the MTV uh, Headbangers Ball in 92, 93, something like that. Nice. And, uh, and then, and so then from there, I had a break of 10 years and then I sort of got back writing again and it's like, you hit, you hit the ground running as they say. And I never did anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, played, I played in useless little pub bands and then started doing cabaret, doing everybody else's songs for about 10 years. And ne I'd never recorded, never done any sort of significant gigs or anything. And then, like Rob said, it just, it was just... Um, seemed like the right time it was easier this time you know older wiser and there was more technology and it was easier to do but that's pretty much the sum total of why we we do it you know nowadays mm. nice nice everyone has their own background and their own uh yeah, yeah that's do cool play, do you play an instrument james i do actually i'm a, a, oh. a musician too i play guitar bass you know drums you know local musicians oh yeah. cool cool yeah. So you know, you know how the scheme, the scene works, don't you? How easy or hard it is, and you know, thankless sometimes. But you still do it for the love of it, don't you? Yeah. Well, I don't have fans. You guys have fans. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've 
only got two. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been a fan as well, James. <laughs> I'm your third fan, I guess. Can we have that right, please? <laughs> yeah, so uh, so who are your influences and uh, who are your heroes? Go on, you start. Me. Yeah. I'll do I'll go first. First band that made me get into rock was Kiss. Awesome. And then from Kiss, it was Bon Jovi, Van Halen, Winger, that sort of stuff. But Kiss was the one, just for the image, just absolutely blew my mind in, nice. in 79. Awesome. Go on, Rob. Go on with your... I just think it's probably the same as Pete, really. Van Halen, oh, a lot of American bands. Uh, throw in a bit of Thin Lizzy, throw in a bit of Queen, and uh, it's probably where we're at, yeah. So similar, we've all got similar influences. We might always have one favourite band, like Pete likes Kiss, and we don't. <laughs> yeah. what I mean, now somebody's <laughs> got to like Madly Book, but mainly Winger, yeah, the American bands, Warren, Giant... All that kind of era. Awesome. Yeah, I love all of them. Yeah. My, my, I mean, from an early age, as a guitarist, slightly differs to what my favourite. But I mean, I loved, uh, I, I loved Journey. I love all the, but Bon Jovi is probably my favourite awesome. 80s band. Said which one it would be. Uh, but as guitarist, you kind of have different angles. So mine was Randy Rhodes, Gary Moore, uh, I loved Dash, George Lynch, Dan Uff. But then as a band, I absolutely adore. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a secret. Nickelback fan, nice. I adore them now. They're yeah. the band now that I look at and go, yeah, I'd like that band. But back in the day, it was definitely Bon Jovi. Awesome, so. awesome stuff. Yeah, awesome, awesome yours? picks. Who were your influences? Mine. Yeah. Oh man, I have a a wide range of. Uh, I listen to anything from rock to metal to eighties rock to death metal to. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, if just. If I said you take one guitarist, who would it be? One guitarist. Oh man! Now you guys are you guys are interviewing me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I might ha I might have to say any genre. Which one? Rhythm wise, I look up to uh, James Hetfield. Um, okay. Lead wise, oh man, there's just so many out there. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a favorite. I just Randy Rhodes for sure. And, I really like I, I like uh, Kirk Hammett Mustaine for their their uh, innovation, you know, for, you know, bringing up that thrash scene, yeah. all that, all those leads, you know. Longevity as well. Yeah, so there's so many out there, you know, and then there's the technical ones like Malmsteen and uh, you know Skolnick, you know. Yeah, uh, cool. You got Richie Sunbor. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, you for the. That one again, you? <laughs> thank, thank you for interviewing me. My first interview. So are you guys playing live? You guys playing live already or, or not yet? Well, we've got our first one from two years ago, is it now? Since it locked down sort of thing, is it two years, eight years? Yeah, no, the, uh, last, the last time we played was March the 9th, 2020. Yeah. And then obviously all concerts stopped. And the yeah. next one we've got now is the end of August. Yeah. But we've not been able to book anything because every time anybody books anything, it gets postponed and put over to next year. So we just thought we'd wait until everything was back, if it ever goes back to normal, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. We are in rehearsals, though, so yeah, we, we're trying to get ready and uh, see what comes. We've got um, uh, also, like, they do a festival over here called um, Hard Rock Hell, and it's um, themed on the AOR yeah. uh, genre, and that's in November. 
can't remember who else is on, who else is playing at the There's quite a few, but some might be pulling out. I can't remember. Some some no, I can't out. remember. But it's a, it's a good little festival. So we're, It's like a three-day thing. We're getting ready for that as well. But apart from that, at the moment, we've got just two two gigs properly booked. So nice. looking forward looking forward to it getting up there again but yeah not many give us your best gig and give us your worst gig so far as a band uh, sure or sure or each one of you whichever uh, you prefer all right okay so well, my my favorite gig we, we played straight after we signed for frontiers um we got to play at the frontiers festival in milan milan yeah and that was got to have been the biggest stage i've ever played on and the, the guys laugh about it because at one point I was playing, we were playing and I was just wandering around backstage, just like amazed at the size of the place. It really, really was. <laughs> yeah, he was doing that. Yeah. Like looking up at the roof and you're going, we're actually playing it. We're actually mate. playing it. So yeah, that was probably the best. And we recently played in Germany at the Heat Festival as well, which was a great, really well organized gig and they looked after us and uh, the crowd was fantastic so that was probably the best don't know about the worst we've done really well actually yeah. and well, we haven't had any disasters or well well lee <laughs> lee, lee, lee has a, you've been a guitarist don't know this one um lee has disasters defend me here james <laughs> defend me here james <laughs> every time every time yeah. if something can stop working it will stop working or someone kicks your amp yeah, out. You know, walks past <laughs> and pulls a plug lead out or something. But we just soldier on. You know, we're used to it now. It's, it's People like, expect it now as part of the goddamn show. Yeah. Yeah, they think it is part of the show, to be fair. Don't so, go on, what's your favourite then? What's your favourite? Um, yeah, probably, probably Milan with. So it was with the Defiance and it was Inglorious and who else was on? There was quite. Great there was a lot of bands and it was in Italy and. First time we played abroad. Yeah, the best part of it all was we got picked up from the airport, and the guy literally had one of them signs that says "Blood Red Saints," and we were like thinking we'd made it. And then we got <laughs> on this coach, <laughs> and we were waiting for everybody else to get on the coach, and only five of us were on the coach. And we, honest to God, <laughs> thought we were thought, everybody else. Up. Yeah, we thought we was just on a, a general coach, and it was our coach, and that was like we'd made it. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't, but we thought. Yeah. You know, and he's going to have to follow that story on by probably the greatest night of his Friday night of that uh, sort of weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine this. So on the night before the festival started, they had a VIP night and Kit Winger was doing this acoustic thing. And um, I was telling these that I wanted to sing with him. And then he asked if anybody wanted to sing. So I got I got volunteered to sing Miles Away with him, which was oh, wow. one of them one of them bucket listings. Oh, it's brilliant. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. check it out! Wow, that's I'm a winner. Yeah, so that, that was good. awesome. That was that was the best weekend we've ever had, being honest. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, following up that, the, the, the I've I've got probably two. One of them, strange enough, we weren't playing Hard Rock Hell um, the last time, and we got a phone call to see if we'd stand in just on a, a, a tea time, five o'clock, and that ended up being a really yeah. really good gig. We actually dragged everybody out of the main room into this side room, and it was packed, but we played well. It all went well, my gear didn't break, I didn't snap a string, <laughs> the amp didn't blow up. So all them things were really good. Um, so that was a good gig. The other one, uh, I must admit, playing with Kevin Chalfont was quite oh, good. Oh yeah, you did that. Yeah, that was at Rocking, there's a festival called Rockingham in Nottingham, I think it is. And that was a really cool gig for me, um, because we played as well. 
So we, we played and then ended up headlining the show with the guy who used to sing with Journey. So that was really cool. Very cool. Wow. Wow. Very, very cool stories there. Cool. So uh, you guys already you guys already answered uh, one of my questions there. What's next for the band? So what can fans expect uh, next? Uh, when can we expect you guys in the U.S. or, or any other country? Listen, if somebody has to, to come fly, yeah. If somebody, if somebody has to come and play in the US, we'd be there the next day. But it's a bucket list for us, really. Yeah, we, we play, we play a bar or anything to get to America just to be able to say we've done it. Because, like Rob said before, that's where, that's where everything about our musical that success. That was the lifeblood. That yeah, was that's, the life. that's what we, what we wanted. You know, to be American bands, really. So. If we could get to America, we'd be there in an heartbeat, honestly. We just open Frontiers decide to start doing tours over there. We'll put, we'll, we'll hold the guitars for every other band to walk on if we can get to play. It's yeah. strange, really, when you think about it. And Americans look at the British and say, like, about the, the British invasion and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And we looked at it differently. We saw Van Halen, didn't we? We, yeah. saw, we saw the American bands that we looked up to. It was strange, really. Motley Crue and Warren and all those. Yeah. And Rack. And these are the bands that we loved from the 80s so it really changed we weren't really into the Beatles or the Rolling Stones that much they weren't influences to us it was the Van Halen's and it was the Warrants and the Rat oh yeah it was all those bands that we really did and we call it air metal now don't they yeah you have different time but it was just, the, day, the day I saw Bon Jovi live first bon Jovi, I, saw, of course, I, yeah. I was like I just want to do even if it's not as big a stadium just to be able to go at that height would have been immense to play a support would be immense. Wow. You know what I mean? You don't even redline, so. I think you can include, I mean, uh, Def Leppard. We love Def Leppard, and obviously they're English as well. Awesome. Um, but not, that, not that many English fans were influenced on us, but more, more the American yeah. side of it, definitely. Yeah. So, in a short answer, as soon as we get chance, we're going to be playing, especially Texas. If we ever get chance, we'll do it. There's no doubt. But it's just getting the opportunity. Yeah. I'm sure the time will come. You know, I'm sure Frontiers. Uh, uh, we'll hear this and I'll, I'll send them this interview, you know, and I'll, I'll talk. Maybe we yeah, can, you know. We'd love to. Definitely. If you've yeah. got a local bar, we'll come and play it. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. And we'll get you up. And we know you've yeah. got local bars. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be your opener. I'll, I'll be the local band. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're welcome. More than welcome. <laughs> awesome. Would you guys uh, want to send a message to, to your fans listening to this podcast, all the Blood Rate Saints fans listening to this? Special message for, for them. Can't wait to get back out and play live. Basically, hope you enjoy the album. Yeah, and we hope that you. Well, you're already listening to the J Rock's Metal Show, so you've got good taste. So uh, hopefully you'll like us, and we'll see you somewhere on tour. And we'd love to see you in Texas, California, anywhere in the New States. York, yeah. wherever. Yeah, we're we're open to it. We want to. We're up for it. Yeah, keep it real. Thank you very much. Awesome. So thank you guys for uh, making time, and uh, uh, we hope to see you guys in the U.S. And a very, very good job with uh, Undisputed. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks again for your time, James. Appreciate it. a lot. Take care. And that concludes another episode of That Metal Interview, and uh, we'd like to invite you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have a chance. Uh, thank you for liking us on Facebook. Thank you for downloading our podcasts uh, from whichever digital format you guys uh, might use uh, for your convenience of course thank you guys and girls I appreciate it much much appreciate don't forget to tune in to our radio show uh, jrocksmetalzone.com it's a uh, 24 7 all day rock metal 
rock and metal. So check it out, man. JRocksMetalZone.com. And we got a couple of uh, program, radio programs on their shows. So we got a classic classic rock show, Roadies Classic Rock Show at 5 p.m. Central Time, U.S. Central Time, of course. And then we have a death metal show amongst other other badass shows. So anyways, JRocksMetalZone.com. As far as uh, this podcast, that metal interview podcast, we thank uh, the guys from Blood Red Saints. We thank uh, Pete, uh, Lee, and Rob for accompanying us and uh, talking to us a little bit about their their careers and uh, this awesome band that they have now, man. So check it out. Blood Red Saints. You guys have to stream it, download it, or purchase it, you know. Go support the band. Uh, uh, you know, search them online, you know, buy their their uh, merchandise and buy their records and all that stuff so check it out man thank you guys one more time and don't forget to keep it metal that metal interview